Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that harkens back to the days when two frozen burritos, a bag of Doritos, and a pack of Marlboros was a balanced diet. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine. It's uh, Tuesday night again. And uh, hey, the weather is warming up and I love it. I love the warm weather. All right, so in tonight's show, we've got, uh, I'm finally going to recap my, uh, my 44 hours in Illinois. I think it was 44, something like that. Uh, my 48 hours in Illinois will make it easy to count. And, uh, of course, my visit to the Chicago Pipe Show. And then my guest tonight is uh, a double, Sykes Wilford and Joshua Burgess, both of SmokingPipes.com with their news of their, uh, uh, of their uh, expanding to Europe. So we'll talk to them about that. Uh, special music from composer pipe smoker friend Dan Locklear specifically for the upcoming Memorial Day holiday here in the United States uh, mailbag and there's a handful of things to get caught up in there and then at the end of the show a special uh, you know it, it's not a rant or a rave it's just a reminder message so all that coming up on tonight's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, again, I want to remind you that you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are to listen to this fine show. And if you're not, go ahead and click turn off now. And uh, also, those of you in the Northern Hemisphere, the weather is nice right now. It's getting better. Get outside, smoke your pipe. Smoke your pipe out in front of people so that everybody can see what a modern... Uh, what a, what a modern day pipe smoker looks like and uh, you know what maybe uh, maybe they'll ask a few questions and maybe they're interested never know uh, did get to spend uh, last Sunday with my uh, pipe club here in the Charlotte area so uh, if you want to find out where pipe clubs are meeting there's a great page on pipesmagazine.com it's called pipe clubs and you can go there find out where uh, clubs are all around the country and around the world and there's nothing better than hanging out with a bunch of other guys that all just like one thing in common we all just like to smoke our pipes so Get out there, find yourself a pipe club. All right, enough of that. Let's get the show rolling. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. My Chicago pipe show trip. So normally, in the past, especially when I was working, um, the, the Chicago pipe show would start for me on Wednesday. I'd get out there, and then I'd spend all day you know all the way through till monday uh this year of course because of my son's graduation my chicago pipe show started on saturday morning and by that point i had already seen uh text messages and facebook posts and tweets and everything about what was going on on thursday and then the friday pre-show and uh you know that was uh that was wonderful to see but uh i didn't miss it i was much happier being where i was uh, so anyway, I landed at uh, Chicago and I get to the rental car and I get it by about uh, about 10 a.m. I'm off on in my rental car 
and driving out to the pipe show. Uh, the first, and then on the on the way out to the pipe show, I had to stop for more coffee because I had a 3 a.m. wake up call. So, uh, more coffee and coffee and coffee will be the theme of the day for that Saturday. But uh, instantly, upon walking into the pipe show, the first thing I was greeted with was uh, two really beautiful displays of the uh, in the educational displays. One was of Peterson pipes. And the other one was a collection of pipes from uh, made by Lars Everson. Just some, you know, just some exceptional pieces of pipe making and history in both of those cases. And you know, one of the benefits of going to a pipe show is you get to see some stuff that, yeah, I may never own it, but uh, hey, at least I get a chance to see this stuff. Um, instantly I had to, you know, started seeing people that I hadn't seen all week or hadn't seen all year and wanted to say hi and visit with them. I got about, uh, five or six tables into the room and here comes Shane over with me saying, I found some McConnell's for you. So we, uh, we go scurrying off and keep in mind my, my, uh, one of my white whales or Holy Grail, depending on, uh, depending on what religion you are was uh, McConnell's Red Virginia made in England. And Shane found a couple with uh, Rich Lewis from uh, Minneapolis, and he had put them off to the side for me. So I am now the proud owner of not only one, but two tins of the McConnell's Red Virginia made by Robert McConnell in London, England. So that started off, I mean, I'm literally in the building for 20 minutes. Um, to speed this up a little bit, since uh, January or February, uh, Adam of uh, Carmet Pipes, better known as uh, Click Clack on the forums, he wanted to do something nice for the for Mike and Mary McNeil of McClelland, and seeked out my advice. And that's about as far as I'm going to say I had anything to do with this because Adam pulled off a gorgeous looking pipe, and on top of that. Uh, made a whale, a humpback whale pipe rest for it. Uh, Adam asked me to help engineer or help uh, make sure that the uh, presentation to Mike and Mary happened. So about an hour into my stay there, I found Mike and Mary, brought him over to the table and uh, got to watch Adam give, uh, give his pipe to Mike and Mary. And there were some pictures taken and it's just a, a beautiful pipe and a beautiful gesture. So now I'm only uh, now it's only about noontime and that's my you know, that's the Saturday going. Um, I, attendance looked really good. There were a lot of hotels sold out. I had to stay down the street at a Holiday Inn because uh, Pheasant Run was sold out for that Saturday night, so I couldn't get a room. Um, the big interest, of course, was tobacco. A lot of people were looking for tobaccos, and there were some folks that, uh, as I said last week, uh, Ewan Reese you know, sold it at their standard prices of their last shipment of McClellan. There were some folks that were um, you know, relatively proud of their prices on McClellan stuff, but uh, tobacco seemed to be the, uh, the order of the day. Uh, so the rest of Saturday went on pretty much uneventful. I got to visit and sit in the smoking tent in the middle of the day, which is a rarity for me. I got to wander around and say hi to people and visit and look at pipes. I talked to uh, a handful of potential new guests for the show, so I've got a lot of folks lined up from that trip, you know, just from visiting with them in Chicago. 
And then it was off to the, uh, to the, you know, go get checked into my room, lay down for a little bit, check in at home. And then the Saturday night dinner with the new Doctors of Pipes. Uh, the new Masters of Pipes are Aziz from the Chicago Pipe Show or from the Chicago Pipe Club. And Aziz is a great guy, does all their IT stuff. And then uh, Jeff Grasick, uh, the, the one and only pipe maker, who we'll hear about in a little bit. Uh, and then the doctors are Paul Bender, who is a dear friend and a, a longtime member of the Chicago Pipe Show and a past guest of this show. And then uh, Rob Cooper, who's also been on the show twice and uh, is the eBay seller Cooper's Ark. So we did the dinner and then the meeting afterwards. And then by that time, I was exhausted. I had been up at that point uh, about 20 hours. So it was off to bed. Um didn't set an alarm clock for Sunday morning, and when I woke up and finally showered and went to have breakfast, I got to spend breakfast talking to Barbara and uh, Tawny Nielsen and catching up with them at the Holiday Inn, which was, you know, it, for me, it was really nice to be able to take the time and pace myself. Uh, just an enjoyable time. Now, on Sunday, uh, you know, normally I would, uh, if there was a pipe left over from the weekend that I wanted, that's the Sunday time to go see if there's any, uh, deals, if the pipes left or if that pipe's been harping in my ear. And that's, that's what I like to do. I like to kind of cruise around the cruise around the show for a day or two, and then see if there's a pipe that is just calling to me and I'll go back and try to get it. Let me say that my impression of the entire Chicago Pipe Show was, of course, tobacco was the key thing, and so there were some pipe deals to be had. Uh, I won't say the prices, but I will say that I am the proud owner of a Tom Eltang Smooth Straight Billiard, a Jay Allen Smooth Bent Acorn-looking thing with bamboo, and an S-Bang Straight Apple, all at prices that I thought were just super deals. These are all estate pipes, because again, remember my rule is that I only buy estate pipes because then I maximize my value. And also, if I get a pipe that I'm you know, not, uh, not truly thrilled with, I can usually sell it back to somebody or trade it out to somebody for at least what I paid for it, if I buy it right. Um, it doesn't mean I don't look at new pipes and doesn't mean that I don't occasionally get a new pipe, but it's a way to kind of <laughs> restrict my shopping. Uh, and then after I picked up those pipes, that was the end of my budget for the show. And then it was off to the smoking tent where we hung out and uh, I'll, I'll talk about it in the uh, in, an, in a future episode about the conversations that went on around the table there and I just kind of parked myself at a table and whoever came and sat down we chatted and whoever walked by said hello and uh, instead of going out to a big fancy dinner I went across the street to the Culver's burger place got a burger and uh, and fries and a drink drove up the street to Starbucks got a uh, cookie or got a brownie and a coffee came back to the tent and again just spent a, a wonderful evening with uh, with a lot of fine pipe smoking folks and then it was off to bed and, you know, got up the next morning and flew back home. So that was my Chicago Pipe Show. Again, it's always great to catch up with all of my friends and get time to be able to sit and visit. And to you listeners that came up and said hello, I really appreciate that. It's always fun. And, hey, don't be shy. If, I, if there's an open seat at the table and I'm sitting there, park yourself right next to me. All right, enough of that. 
Let's get to uh, Sykes and Josh in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking Archibaldino red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. And joining me again is uh, Sykes Wilford of SmokingPipes.com. And also joining us now for the first time is uh, Joshua Burgess of Smoking Pipes. You guys have some... Uh, some really interesting, fascinating, and wonderful news to share that's already been out in the world. But uh, uh, before we get into the news, uh, Sykes, welcome. We know your origin story. You don't get to say it again. But uh, Joshua, uh, when did you start smoking a pipe, and uh, and what brought you to smoking pipes? I, I guess I was 19 or 20, Brian. When I was uh, when I was a kid, I had an uncle who smoked a pipe, and so I, I grew up with this sort of vague notion of what pipe smoking was and uh, had kind of tucked that memory away, um, and I thought it was something interesting, and I remember thinking as a kid, when I reach the ancient age of 40, perhaps I'll, I'll buy a pipe and start smoking one. Um, so when I went off to college, 19 or 20, um, I had a philosophy professor who smoked a pipe, and that sort of pulled up that old memory from my childhood. <laughs> and so I, I got interested again, and um, I didn't know where one bought a pipe or how much they cost, uh, but I was reasonably sure that if I went to my parents and said, hey, could I have some money for a pipe, that the answer would be no. <laughs> um, so I had this jar of change that I had taken off to, uh, to college with me, and I'd been putting my spare change in it every day for, uh, for a long time. So I dumped that out on my uh, my dorm room bed and counted it up, and it was about 60 bucks. And I thought, well, that should allow me to buy some sort of pipe. So I, I found a local tobacconist and went down and, and purchased a pipe, and um, it didn't go very well. Um, I was six months in before I realized that the pipe came apart and that it had a filter inside that desperately needed to be changed after six months of, uh, of smoking. Um, so despite that slow start, I, I stuck with it. Um, so all through college, I smoked a pipe a little bit, um, in grad school. Um, and my thinking at the time was that I was going to, going to pursue an academic career. Uh, all through graduate school, I, I smoked a bit and then became much more serious about it while I was, while I was dissertating. Yeah. And you actually went on as, as we've heard in the commercial, uh, you actually have a PhD and you are now selling a lot of pipes so that makes you probably one of the few real educated doctors with pipes <laughs> right but not still not a doctor of pipes but a uh, I guess a doctor with pipes um, <laughs> yeah the uh, I, I enjoyed academia it was it was fun while I was there but I, I was curious about what else was out there I was already a customer of smoking pipes 
um, had a lot of uh, a lot of respect for the way the company uh, did business, the way it, it spoke about pipes. Um, so I was I was interested. Smoking pipes was on my radar, and uh, I had been applying for academic jobs. I was on a teaching fellowship at this point, and. One night while I was placing my tobacco order, I noticed that there was a work for us link at the bottom, which I'd never bothered to click. And I uh, clicked it that, that night, and there was an opening for sales manager, and um, sent my resume off not knowing what to expect, and I think I started a month later. Now, what is your, what's your PhD in? It's in American history um, in the, the colonial period. So uh, a little more modern history than what uh, than what you're interested in, right, Sykes? Uh, a little, yes, but actually, <laughs> Josh did it seriously, and and I just puttered about. Um, so, <laughs> although after I got here, they did joke with me that the reason they hired me was so that someone could understand Sykes's references. So um. <laughs> it's been really handy having someone who who gets my gets my jokes. I, it's the first time in my entire life that I've worked with someone who. That I, so. I say funny things sometimes. <laughs> right. That Chaucer to modern English dictionary comes in handy. Right. Yeah. All right. So let let's just let's just say it right now. You guys are opening up a an office slash uh, smokingpipes dot com retail store in Dublin. Am I correct? Yes, largely. Uh, uh, we are. <clears throat> So we're opening up a full-fledged mini smoking pipes of sorts, and really only only mini because it's new, uh, in Dublin to service the the European market. Um, there is no physical retail store planned to go with it, uh, so it will be uh, it'll be a uh, it'll be like smoking pipes is in the U.S. with a separate website, uh, very much oriented towards uh, multiple language support, uh, with a multilingual staff. And in Dublin, so that we can we can better serve the EU market. So they'll speak uh, Gaelic uh, and British. <laughs> uh, well, to start with, we are expecting to launch with uh, English, French, and German. Wow. Um, and uh, and then we'll start working working our way out from from there. Uh, I think we might be it might be a while before we get to Gaelic. <laughs> okay. Um, now this is not also this is also this is not your first shot at going overseas because you've got people in Asia that are working for you right now, but not any inventory there, correct? That's right. Basically, what we've got uh, set up in in Asia, both in in China and in Japan, uh, we have uh, representative offices, so they don't have their own inventory. Um, the uh, the language on the websites uh, on the website is, is not quite as robust. So we have Chinese translations, but what we envision for Europe is is much bigger and much more robust than what we're doing in uh, in China and in Japan. And do you want to explain to everybody what the I mean what the benefit is of being in the EU itself? Uh, essentially, uh, it is a fairly complicated and lengthy process, not absurdly so, but a fairly complicated and lengthy process for a European customer to purchase products online from outside of the EU. Uh, doing so inside the EU, uh, within the common market, means that it feels like it feels like an, uh, an American in Tennessee 
uh, feels when he's buying from smoking pipes in the US. It's quick, it's seamless, it's painless, it's it's all organized in advance. Uh, it's not crossing any any customs borders. Uh, it's it's about being able to provide the same level of service to uh, to European customers that we provide to American customers. So you're really taking care of all that freight forwarding for them and having inventory right there so they'll get it in a I don't know, does Europe have like a two and three day delivery kind of scheme like we do? It'll be very similar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so the inventory there, it's it's not even uh, a matter of freight forwarding. This will be a, a, a wholly different company. Well, it'll be the part of the same co- corporate group, but, but legally it'll be a different company with its own inventory, with its own staff of photographers and copywriters and customer service. Uh, and people doing data entry and people doing writing newsletters and all of that good stuff. So, so basically everything we do here for smoking pipes, uh, writ, uh, writ smaller simply mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's a new business, uh, but done, but done in Dublin instead of in uh, South Carolina. And Josh, you're going over to uh, Ireland to head this up. That's right. We're getting really close. So my move date is uh, is June fourth. I'll I'll be showing up in in Dublin on the fifth, pretty early in the morning, and uh, looking for a cup of coffee. <laughs> and do you are you familiar with Dublin? I, I'm I'm guessing you've been over there before. You're not just you know going to show up and go. All right. Well, I guess I need to find a place <laughs> to live. But uh, <laughs> anything you're looking forward to? Uh, lots of things I'm looking forward to. I, I've been over a couple of times now as as part of this uh, part of this process. Um, so uh, unlike most people who live in South Carolina, I suppose I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the to the weather. Um, these uh, hot southern summers are not not quite my cup of tea, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, Connor Palmer has been a really gracious host the, uh, the the first time I visited, so he showed me where the good restaurants are. Um, looking forward to that uh, tasty Guinness. So yeah, quite excited about about the move. Yeah, I, I think I've you know we've we've obviously met several times and hung out a couple of times. I can't really imagine you as the walking on the beach, hanging out kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just too hard to smoke a pipe on the beach, Brian. I, I can't keep it lit. <laughs> you keep having to turn into the wind. So right, you, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's take a break right here. When we come back, I want to ask you some more questions about tobacco and then we'll, uh, see where, see where this is going to affect us here in the U S. So, uh, stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. The Carolinas and the tobacco tradition have been woven together generation after generation from the Blue Ridge mountains to the coastal low country. It's an integral part of our culture and heritage, building our beautiful tapestry. Cornell and Deal is proud to blend our pipe tobaccos in the Carolinas. Our history with tobacco dates back to the mid-1800s, and in that time we've perfected a variety of blends. The Carolinas have given us the perfect backdrop to do just that. Whether you're a fan of the rich Virginias, bold Latakias, spicy Periques, or unique aromatics, We've got a tobacco that's just right for your discerning taste buds. At Cornell and Deal, we live all things pipe tobacco. Blending it, smoking it, and enjoying the company of those who share our excitement. Tobacco, it's what we do. Stop by CornellandDeal.com. Hey. 
And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with uh, Sykes Wilford of South Carolina and uh, the soon-to-be new uh, <laughs> the soon-to-be the soon new Lucky Charm that you'll find in Dublin, uh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah, the fresh Guinness. Um, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> And you'll have to explain soda bread to me because I really don't understand it. To me, it's kind of like matzah, just a little taller. Uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how are we going to handle tobacco with this? Uh, at, at its simplest, we won't be. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, in, in thinking about what we could do in Europe that would be analogous to what we do here in the United States, uh, we, we, we explored tobacco a little bit. Uh, and it's simply not something that we, we think is a is practical. Uh, there are uh, a myriad of different rules depending on on the country in the EU. And we're talking about 20. So, so we're talking about something like 23 different sets of rules to cover uh, uh, cover 28 countries. Um, and the uh, uh, Tobacco Products Directive uh, 2 uh, that uh, our European friends have been have been uh, grappling with for the last uh, last year or so have, have fragmented and made much more complicated the uh, the packaging challenges. On top of that, there is a tax and regulatory layer that that is another layer of complication. And so where we where we sort of ended up is that there's not much of any way to create a pan-European uh, pipe tobacco retailer. Um, it could be done as a standalone business within a country, but doing it across countries is, is at least we think, uh, just not a possibility. Yeah, if I remember right, when they were trying to, when the uh, when the European Union countries were trying to settle the the latest uh, level of of uh, legislation and restrictions. Uh, they got about 16 to at one point to agree on stuff, but couldn't get all of them and they were holding off and it was uh, it was a bit of a chaos for the tobacco manufacturers because they didn't know what they were supposed to be doing and had, you know, maybe a couple weeks to figure it out once it was finally decided. Oh, it's been it's been a terrible mess for them. Um, there, for example, there have been there have been many reasons why why tobacco supply uh, has been sort of erratic in the U.S. in the last uh, in the last six or nine months, but that certainly has played a role uh, as as manufacturers have had to take production lines down and and reorganize them and and retool for uh, uh, for for packaging changes and label changes uh, within the EU. Yeah. Now, for for those of us here in the U.S., that this does not mean that we're going to get a a smaller selection of product available on SmokingPipes.com. It just it, it won't really affect us at all, will it? I don't think you'll. I don't think the uh, the U.S. website will see tremendous differences in the uh, in the product selection. Uh, I think that in in certain circumstances, uh, having a deeper involvement in the European market will will give us a different perspective and let us work with with some uh, factories even even more closely than we already do. I mean, obviously, the Peterson is going to be metaphorically just down the street, uh, so. That that relationship will continue to to deepen over time. Uh, although we've we've seen a lot of the benefits of working more closely with them over the last uh, last eighteen months or two years, uh, as we've been there a bunch. 
So, you know, we're right. going to Dublin to do our office setup and stuff. And we're, of course, spending a day with Peterson every time. So instead of seeing them once a year, we've been seeing them three times a year or, well, it's been three times so far this year for me. Um, well, and, smoke, so, and Smoking Pipes has had a long history of working with closely with Peterson because I, I don't know, how many years has the annual November, December buy a pipe, get a tin of tobacco for free promotion been going on? Gosh, at least a decade. It was we were doing that when you were working at Smoking Pipes, weren't, weren't yeah. we, Brian? Yeah. And that was that was back in the dark ages, wasn't it? We had well, we had one light bulb and we shared it. <laughs> the dim ages though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It it did actually say handmade by Thomas Edison. Mm. Um but we we loved that light bulb. Mm-hmm. Um it was a special light bulb. Uh, what's going to happen is, now? Let, let let me be a let me be a European consumer here for a minute. Uh, you you know you've got a wide selection of artisan pipes, and those are all one of a kinds. And uh, how is that still going to be handled through the smoking pipes U.S. office? Uh, yes and no. I mean, our 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 expectation is that in Europe and in our initial plan is that that in Europe we will also handle a lot of artisan pipes in uh, uh, in Ireland. Um, there'll be a lot of overlap with in terms of of pipe makers. Obviously, not individual pipes. That's not possible. But in terms of pipe yeah. makers, there'll be a lot of overlap with with the people we work with here in the U.S. Uh, so our our expectation in Europe is that by and large we're going to try to offer the same uh, quality product selection that we that we do in the U.S. And and one of the things that I'm I'm particularly excited about is the opportunity to uh, introduce a lot of uh, European customers uh, to American pipe makers, uh, even people who are pretty well known here, uh, but who perhaps don't have quite the following in Europe. So I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun to take some of the the pipe makers here that we think of as young up and comers and, and introduce them to a, to a European audience. Well, and you'll, and you'll be able to do the same thing the other way. Cause there's a ton of pipe makers in Europe that, that we may only see in, you know, I don't know, floating around Instagram and then you'll be able to bring them this way too. Sure. I mean, except that we already do that, Brian, well, <laughs> but not for every pipe maker out there. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. And and you wouldn't do it for me if I started making pipes because I don't think anybody would want to retail that stuff. Well, I would I would just refer you to our pipe manager uh, Shane Ireland and he can give you some <laughs> some feedback on your work, right? Yeah. So all right, Sykes, talking about Shane, does that mean that you and Shane get to uh, settle get to slow down your travels a little bit, or uh, does this just give you a home base now to kind of work out of when you go over there? Very much more the latter. Uh, I, I, I've been sort of reorganizing my travel to be Dublin and wherever else uh, over the next over the next few months, and that'll probably continue to be the case. Uh, you uh, you can ask Allison, my wife, uh, what my travel has been like lately. She has not been delighted. Uh, so as far as it being less, it certainly hasn't meant less travel, um, but uh, but it has meant that, uh, or it hopefully will mean that there is sort of a a, a launching pad there that. Uh, that makes some of that travel a little bit easier and more or more seamless, and and maybe host some uh, meetups in the future there or something like that. I don't know. Is there, having never been to Dublin, is there a big pipe smoking community in the area? Uh, there is some. I mean, there's there's certainly many Irish pipe smokers, uh, 
we some of these things we're simply going to have to explore and they're going to happen organically. We just don't know at this point. We certainly hope so. Josh, do you have any uh, any positions that you need to fill right away that you want to push out there and uh, see if there's anybody nearby that wants to uh, move to Dublin for? We we do have job ads at uh, at smokingpipes.com. We're looking for uh, German speaking uh, customer service, so someone who can uh, help out our uh, German speaking customers uh, and uh, French speaking customer service. Um, in those positions, we're also looking for, for people who can just generally sort of help us with, uh, with web content. Um, our expectation is that the, uh, the, the German and the French that we, that we launch with will be, will be comparable to the, to the English copy that we have on the website now. So uh, we are looking for, uh, for those two positions immediately, and then uh, we'll start working to fill out some other roles as soon as we're on the ground. And have you figured out how you're going to ship your pipes over there and your tobaccos over? My personal collection? Yeah. Yeah, I've thought quite a bit about that. So I'm going to stuff some pipes into some socks or something like that. Um, lots of carry-ons. Um, I, I was thinking today, how many pounds of haunted bookshop can I cram between, you know, between my clothes? <laughs> I'll just have to figure that out. Um, and I'm going to use Sykes as a mule, of course. You, you can buy clothes over there. Uh, right, right. I've, uh, I've I haven't done that yet, but I've I've seen that there are places to do that. Yeah. Now, let, all right. Let's get to know you a little bit more because you're gonna. I mean, you're gonna be buried in this, and and we may not get a chance to talk to you for I don't know another hundred years or so. But um, <laughs> uh, so your personal pipe collection. Uh, obviously, you probably started off with one. Um, how many are we talking now? Mm, I think I'm up to about 50, but I don't, I don't, I haven't counted in a while. And working at Smoking Pipes hasn't exploded that collection? It's changed the collection a lot. I mean, I, the pipes that, uh, that I have now are really different than the ones I, I came to work with uh, here. I think that's true of lots of people. Just working here probably uh, speeds that process up a little bit. You, you get started and there are things you like or you think you're going to like. You're doing a lot of experimenting. Um, and over time you sort of winnow that down to what you're interested in. Um, so that, that happened for me. So the pipes that I have now are really different than the ones I came to, uh, came to work here with. And now I, I hate to, I hate to remind you of this, but you're going to a country where smoking is not permitted indoors period from a, an office where smoking is almost required indoors, uh, period. Are you, you ready for the, uh, the restrictive smoking situations? Uh, I, I think I'll make do. Um, I, I was thinking about that this morning. I was doing some work, writing some emails and, and smoking a pipe. And um, so I think over the next two weeks, I'm going to put myself through a sort of boot camp and uh, just try to work and uh, burst without a pipe and, and gradually get myself to the, to the point that I can work without one. But uh, probably going to take some time to get used to that one. It's yeah. like couch to 5K, but, but getting ready for a non-smoking office environment. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I, I I will plainly tell you that, well, I don't want to say this out loud, but uh, my brain function is not great without a pipe. So if you can imagine what I, you know, this is with a pipe, the way the way it's functioning now. Right. Um, Brian, I don't even know how I'm going to be able to visit that office and not be able to smoke there. I, I'm... I 
I, I, I do not envy Josh in this particular aspect of this assignment. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I'm thinking daunting. I'm thinking a patio with an umbrella and maybe like uh, two wood stoves on either side. Probably so. There will be lots of outdoor meetings, I suspect. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just get a very long pipe and stick it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and only the stem is inside. Yeah, I'll, I'll get with Adam Davidson on, on designing that. Get one of those really cool, big, long table pipes with a hose and just put the pipe out, out on the... <laughs> right. right. Unfortunately, it rains a lot, so I'd also have to do some sort of wind cap. There is a new intern position that's open. It's called Keep Josh's Pipe Dry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and make sure that Sykes' pipe stays lit while he has to run inside and do something. Right. Uh, Yeah, all right. So you're getting ready to also pack up some tobaccos and take over there. Uh, Normally in the Fast Five final questions, I ask what your favorite tobacco is. I'm going to ask you to kind of give us your your top five that you're worried about getting over there most. Oh, top five. So n- number one would be Haunted Book Shop. So Cornell and Dale Haunted Book Shop. That's one that I, I smoke all the time. Um, the Sutliff Virginia Slices. Uh, t- uh, Chelsea Morning. Uh, 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 GLP's Navigator. Uh, and HH Old Dark Fired. So those will be the ones that I'm most concerned with with getting over. So I, I've got to say that I'm I'm really excited about this. I'm I'm excited for not only for the industry as a whole, but for the American pipe and tobacco market because I can't think of a time when a U.S. company went over to Europe. All you know, most of the time it's a European company that would come over here and open up. Uh, this has just got to be really exciting for you guys. We're tremendously excited. This is a big step for us as a company. This is the first time we've done something internationally at, at, at scale. Uh, it's not tremendously big scale, but for us, it's a big scale. Uh, we're very excited, and we're very excited about where we think pipe and, and the, the, the pipe business is, uh, is headed over the next few years. And and I'm also excited to see you know with your with your presence in Europe I'm excited to see what all you guys find and what more might be coming back this way towards the towards the U S for our consumers because every time I'd go to Europe I'd see something different and think well that'd be really cool if we could get it here but you know there was always some yeah it, it was something it probably something Disney related but um, uh, maybe we're not we're not, we're not going to help you with that Brian we're not going to help you with that. Uh, Josh, there's a really cool Disney store in Dublin. It is one of the few that is that has some just unique merchandise just for just for Dublin. So uh, I'm just telling you, if you got you know nieces, nephews, people to send gifts back to, uh, that's that's good. I'll I'll send my wife there, Brian. Yeah, and uh, and she's okay with this and happy and ready to go. Yeah, she is. She is happy and, and ready to go. Um, the dog seems a little reluctant, but my uh, my wife is certainly happy. So um, it's gonna be gonna be an adventure for her. Yeah, we're we're both really excited. Well, I I wish you all the best, and we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. There's no right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. So, Josh, you get it all by yourself. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. What is your favorite pipe? Adam Davidson sandblasted fig, and that that's one of his uh, one of his signature. It's one of Adam's signature shapes. I, I think it's a really interesting shape. It scales really well. 
um, just a, a really interesting and and so Adam. Um, so that I'll I'll choose that one as my favorite. Uh, and I'm gonna guess your favorite tobacco is Haunted Bookshop, but I want you to tell us more about it because I don't think we've actually talked about Haunted Bookshop on the show. Haunted Bookshop is is a really interesting blend. I mean, it's sort of an old school burley to me. It harkens back to that 1940s, 1950s sort of style of tobacco, where lots of smokers uh, were were smoking burley, popular tobacco in the United States. Uh, but I think this this spin on it from Cornell and Deal is is really interesting. Um, it's it's complex, it's it's robust, but it's easy enough on the palate that it makes a great all day smoke. So um, really a, a favorite of mine. Is there something that you can uh, something that you can make uh, that that you could recommend it? Yeah, you know, if somebody if somebody likes this, they'll they might like Haunted Bookshop. That's interesting. Um, you know, lots of the of the if you like any of the C and D Burleys, I think that you're going to like Haunted Bookshop. What I would suggest is that if you smoke something, um, if you like some of the European Burley flakes, let's say you smoke something like Wessex um, uh, uh, Burley slices. Um, give this give this a try. Even if you've smoked something like Edgeworth, um, uh, if you've smoked the Lane Ready Rubbed, I think that you would find uh, Haunted Bookshop different enough to be interesting, but not unfamiliar territory. So uh, anyone out there who's into Burley, I think it's worth worth giving Haunted Bookshop a try. And the next question, I'm going to change it up for you. Normally, I just ask, "What is your favorite drink?" But now I'm going to ask you, "What is your favorite drink now?" And what do you think your favorite drink will be in three months from now? Uh, gin martini, favorite now. Uh, I'm hoping that I can source the uh, the right kind of gin once I get to Dublin, but we will <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure I'll find something that will work. And do you think it'll still be a gin martini in three months? I think so, but they may convert me to Guinness. We'll just see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? A book. And let me guess, a, a book about history? Actually, I'm giving history a break right now. Uh, after reading history uh, pretty intensely for seven or eight years, uh, I've strayed into, into fiction, so uh, reading mostly fiction these days. And the final question is, do you have a favorite uh, pipe-smoking-related memory that we haven't talked about? Um, I, I would go back, I think, to my to my uncle who smoked a pipe. Um, he had uh, horses when I was a kid, so that was that was really exciting to get to uh, to go and visit visit him. And uh, I, I remember just sort of uh, following him around at the uh, at the barn. At the end of the day, he would be feeding his horses and uh, and smoking a pipe as he went. So um, whenever I, I I don't know what sort of tobacco that that he smoked. I, I think it was one Q. Uh, but whenever I smell an aromatic like that, it sort of takes me back to um, uh, to those those afternoons. And to get a hold of you, I'm assuming you're going to keep the same email and probably uh, just click on the website and go right through there and people can reach out directly to you, Josh? Same email will work, Ryan. Well, I all I can say is this is, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. I've never been to Dublin, but now it's given me an extra reason to go and spend some time there and I'm looking forward to seeing all the uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all the new and exciting stuff and uh, and glad to see that we're uh, growing and pushing forward yeah well thank you and uh, if you make it over please drop by and see us and uh, Sykes I'll still drop by and see you in Myrtle Beach occasionally sounds good but you're Thanks, Brian. but you're hardly ever there when I come by for some <laughs> reason maybe you're traveling a lot 
you have a standing invitation. You just have to let us know when you're in town. <laughs> Will do. And we'll be back in just a minute. Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog and the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> In fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to SmokingPipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. is internet radio and welcome back to the pipes magazine radio show um i'll keep you updated as to how the uh how the european website is going and uh i wish uh, josh the best of luck and uh, the best of luck of the irish as he heads off to ireland all right for music uh dan lockler symphony number no. two america is uh, broken up into three parts and we heard thanksgiving back around thanksgiving well memorial day here in the united states is coming up this monday and uh, for those of you not in the u.s memorial day is a time for us to sit back and reflect on those who have lost their lives in uh, defending our country and uh, this is uh, the second movement from Dan Lockler's Symphony Number no. 2, America. This one is Memorial Day. Thank you. 
that was uh, recorded live, and my wife and I were both uh, both lucky enough to be there and hear it performed. Just a, uh, a beautiful piece and absolutely fitting for the holiday for the uh, 4th of July segment. Well, we'll have to wait about uh, six weeks. Three little words. You've got mail. Before we get into mail into the mailbag, if you would like to hear me talk about Disney or Disneyland in particular, I was the guest on the Sweep Spot, T H E S W E E P S P O T, uh, the Sweep Spot podcast. It's available on iTunes and uh, everywhere else you can get uh, uh, everywhere else you can get podcasts. So. Check out the sweep spot, and you will hear me talk all about Disney stuff. Uh, speaking of iTunes, we got two two five star iTunes ratings and reviews this week. We do appreciate those. Uh, if you haven't done one yet, please stop by iTunes. If you're not registered, please sign up, and uh, that does help us. Uh, but they are from uh, Bill Bill B, Bill Big Ass Bill Big Bass. Let me uh, let me make that a little clear there. Bill Big Bass says, uh, lots of good info. Thanks, guys. Been listening to all of them in my daily commuting. Keep up the good work, Bill, in Auburn, Alabama. I will uh, certainly do that. Thank you, Bill. And then uh, Jake H259 writes, I look forward to Tuesdays almost as much as I look forward to weekends. <laughs> uh, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if I would be enjoying pipes as much as I do without the knowledge and information this podcast has provided. Always entertaining. Uh, the always entertaining, I'm glad to hear that. And, you know, glad you're uh, picking up some tips and uh, tips and tricks and advice from the show. I will just warn people again, don't listen to too many in a row as it can be hazardous to your health. Uh, last, uh, let's see. I also got an email from Charlie last week and he was, uh, not able to make it to the Chicago pipe show. However, he did get to uh, pick up a pipe from Ryan Alden that I actually saw and admired on uh, Sunday evening as we were sitting around in the smoking tent. So a fine choice indeed. And I did warn him though, that I had stuck my finger in the bowl. Like I do with any pipe that I'm looking at. I want to see if it uh, if it meets my uh, finger size test. And then uh, Andre writes me, I just wanted to drop a note of thanks. In the last few weeks, I've flown with pipes. In mid-April, I flew to Atlanta, and I took your advice with regard to the pipe cleaners, tobacco, and pipes. And a few weeks ago, my football team, soccer, uh, offered to fly me to Manchester to watch them lift the cup for winning the league. Since they offered to pay for the flight, hotel, give me a ticket to the match, how could I say no? Obviously, I didn't. Uh, Manchester City Football Club is utterly wonderful and amazing. Before I flew over, I messaged you about where to go. The last few years, I've decided to buy a pipe as a permanent reminder of my visit. Aston's was pleasant enough, and I bought a Sheraton. Thanks for the advice, and happy smoking, Andre. Uh, that sounds like a really cool and special trip. Uh, Glad you got to go to Manchester. It's a wonderful little city. Uh, going back to the review of Presbyterian Mixture, uh, lots of commentary back and forth on whether or not, uh, you know, if it's a full English, you know, how, if it's a light English, if it's not an English. Uh, I did get some comments back from folks that said that uh, Presbyterian has been using, the, they've been using that plastic liner. And some folks said three, four years of aging has not been a problem for it. 
so uh, I'm encouraged by that, and I'm thinking I might, uh, next time it's around, I might stockpile, uh, well, not stockpile, but I might buy five or six tins for aging, because I think it would be absolutely superb with about uh, maybe a year or two of age on it, and that seemed to be the consensus. And then last week's show, uh, Adam Clicklack says, Brian, you are my hero. Uh, you're welcome. I think at next year's Chicago show, you should display all of your Disney pipes and Disney tobacchiana. That would be fantabulistic. Yeah, that would. That'd be a lot of work, too. Uh, and yes, while everyone else was standing in line or, pray, or paying extraordinary amounts for fresh McClellan, I was in the shadows buying vintage tins for less. <laughs> so there you go. There were some uh, tin deals to have. And then Dan, Casey Ghost writes, well, hmm, I guess I just don't like Tom Provost as a co-host. I get nothing from him. Uh, maybe you two just aren't clicking. We'll have to get you guys to sit down with each other. Uh, then Dan says, I was somewhat surprised I didn't like the music, but if there's a Gershwin song I really detest, it's Summertime. Another time, Satchmo. Uh, really good rave about the good people in the pipe business. Kudos to Ewan Reese and Smoking Pipes. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about the Doctor Masters of Pipes this year. Uh, and that's something that, you know, that I said what I got to say. It's an open vote amongst the doctors and the results are the results. And I feel that same way about the year that I got elected. Uh, down home smoker says I enjoyed Tom's co-hosting. I thought your ingenuity with the McClellan's lid was excellent. Great show. Pleasant smokes. Thank you very much. And then finally, Dino says, I found the discussion on pipes and tobaccos with Tom very informative. Pop's intro to summertime is simply masterful. I'm mystified by Dan's dissing of the song, as I think that performance with Ella and Pop's is an American classic. I, too, want to sing the praises of Chuck Levy and his staff for the unbelievably generous consideration for our community by selling the remaining stock of McClellan Tobaccos at MSRP. Uh, rather than trying to make as uh, as much as possible by padding the prices. Bravo, Elon Reese, folks. Thanks for yet another fine program, Dino. Dino, you are welcome, and as the uh, resident music director of the Pipes Magazine radio show, your endorsement of, uh, of summertime carries a lot of weight. And I liked it, too. All right. Uh, comments or questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, if you have any suggestions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com, or you can go to the radio show page on pipesmagazine.com and leave a comment there, and I'll read it on the air. And in just a moment, a uh, rant raves message. To those of you that have pets, this message goes out to you and to your pet. Yeah, your little friend. And last week I mentioned that our cat Chewy wasn't doing well. well Twice in my life, I've been lucky enough to have a pet that has become more than a pet. They've become part of the family. And last week, we found out on Wednesday that she had cancer and there was nothing we could do for her but make her as comfortable as possible. And we made that hard decision. And 
you know, for 13 years, she was uh, by my side or would want to hang out with what, you know, with where we were or what we were doing. I'd go away for, you know, go away on a trip and I'd come back and she'd give me that attitude like, where have you been for a couple of hours? Then after that, it was, you know, she wanted to know what we were doing and where I've been and what was going on. She wanted to be with us, hang with us, and, uh, you know, and then she'd turn into a cat and she'd want to go sleep somewhere by herself and be left alone. But to those of you that have had pets like that or have pets like that, this message is a shout out of appreciation for those animals that, you know, all they really want to do is uh, hang out with us and be with us. And it's a uh, rare and special moment that you get to have just a few once in a lifetime memories with those little animals. And, uh, you know, they they start to mean more to you. So if you're uh, sitting there with your uh, with your favorite pet right now give them a pat on the head a rub on the tail whatever it is whatever shape that animal comes in give them a little uh, give them a little tap or maybe a little treat and uh, you know for for us we're uh, without our little friend right now but all I can say to those of you that have had pets you know how it feels and to the pets that have left us thanks for the memories and until next time. Thanks for the memory of sentimental verse. Nothing in my purse and chuckles when the preacher said, for better or for worse, how lovely it was. Thanks for the memory of Schubert's serenade, little things of jade, and traffic jams and anagrams and bills we never paid. How lovely it was. We who could laugh over big things were parted by only a slight thing. I wonder if we did the right thing Oh, well, that's life, I guess I love your dress Do you? It's pretty Thanks For the memory Of faults that you forgave Rainbows on a wave And stockings in the basin When a fellow needs a shave <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs>